is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. There was a time in my life where my feet hurt constantly. Like constantly, I'd wake up in the morning and it would hurt to walk to the bathroom and it would hurt to stand at school where I was a kindergarten teacher. Um, And I would try putting arches in my shoes and it would like kind of help, kind of. But I just always assumed, all right, this is just, this is how it is. You're in your mid, late 20s. This is what it's like to get older. And looking back, I I laugh because it's like I never consulted with any professionals. I just was like, okay, you know, I'll just do this and deal with this. But this is just how it's going to be. And when I started running, you know, there were times too that I just kind of kept pushing through that pain, just kind of thought, okay, you know, no pain, no gain. This is again, how it is. It's going to be painful to run, but just keep pushing yourself. And it really wasn't until I started working with professionals that I realized there is a difference between challenging my body and actual pain. Like this, like, uh, this little like hints, like, Hey, (laughs) this is uncomfortable. This is not what you're supposed to be doing to your body. So it took some time to sort out that difference. And I'm really, really excited for this episode with Alex of AE wellness, because I know a lot of you are starting out with a running goal this new year. And it can be really hard to slow down when you want to go, go, go. And like, you have a goal that you want to achieve. And especially if in past years you've given up on a goal, it can be hard to not keep wanting to push yourself to prove something to yourself. But today's episode will give you some insight into what things to look out for with your body, ways to prevent pain, and what to do and who to see if you are in pain. Um, Alex is a wellness coach and she specializes in teaching people how to get out of pain and get stronger and more flexible in the process. Uh, definitely check out all of her contact links in the show notes. You're going to love today's episode. All right, let's get started. All right, so excited. Today on the podcast, I have Alex Ellis. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I am currently in San Diego and she is up in LA. So it's a great way to On the best coast, not to (laughs) be rude right out of the gate, but let's be real here. (laughs) It's 61 and sunny on January 2nd. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, I don't think. Yeah, though... On New Year's, it was it was very cold here on New Year's though. Yeah, about the weather, but like, like I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I didn't have my winter coat. And I was like, what? And it was windy. I know, but that's that's all we get. And then yeah. the rest of the year, it's seventy two and sunny, and we yeah. complain it's too hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I'm so excited to have you. Um, we were just discussing just how great the internet is to be able to connect with people. Um, and so you have an online coaching business, but I want to backtrack. I love to talk about. Fitness for you as a woman growing up, I think sometimes um, we just have different ideas of what fitness was like for other people. Some people are just starting out now. Some people have, you know, been fit their whole lives. So what was it like for you in, say, like high school or college or growing up? Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, you know, as you were mentioning that, I think of exercise in a bubble, you know, and then there's like athletics because I played soccer growing up. Um, and I, I didn't do, you know, club soccer, which is like super competitive, but, um, because I play piano, so I'm a nerd, but I was also moving. Um, and you know, even though I ran all the time playing soccer and you're out there training and I, you know, was playing on our varsity team in high school, the idea of like just going out on a run never crossed my mind. 
like ever, you know, like, oh, why would I need to do that? Um, and so when I graduated high school, I played, you know, intramural soccer and I was like, oh, this is too much work. Um, and I didn't really have any framework for how to exercise, you know, like even when we play athletics growing up, um, you know, I didn't have, nobody told me like what a gym was. I didn't know. It wasn't modeled for me in my home um, because my my dad, his thing is like, whenever the, uh, the thought to exercise comes, I just lay down until it passes. <laughs> like, Oh my God, dad, this is like <laughs> literally the opposite. Um, and my mom was actually a competitive weightlifter, but was sidelined when she started having kids, me and my brother, um, but also injuries. Yeah. Pain. So that was always like an undercurrent. Um, but I remember in college, we, there was like six of us living in like a four bedroom house. We were packed like sardines. And I went to the gym to watch TV because we didn't have TV. And so I was like, well, everyone, you know, looking around, well, people are on ellipticals and watching food network. This sounds great. Um, but still like, you know, no framework of like, why should I be doing this? How can I be doing this? Um, like, what the heck is the point, you know? Um, and so once I graduated college, I did do a step class in college, which if, you, if you've never done step, is so much fun. Wait, like step aerobics, like on the yes. box? Yeah, yes. that was so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this was like in 2009, you know, it wasn't that long ago. And it was so much fun. Um, so when I graduated college, I started a boot camp. Um, and then also a friend of mine who was a runner was like, Hey, let's do a half marathon. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, you just run, right? How hard can it be? So many poor choices were made with that decision. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was doing a boot camp once a week and then running, trying to run twice a week. And all of you who are listening who have run half marathons are probably just like, Oh my God, no, she didn't. You know, I just ran like two miles. Every oh, time. that was it. That was your training. Yeah. Yeah. That was my training. Yeah. Like air quotes training. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, not surprising when this half marathon, which was the Nike women's half marathon and it was in San Francisco, which if you've ever done a race in San Francisco, somehow they are all uphill, like no downhill, just yeah. uphill for 15 or no 13.1 miles. <laughs> it felt like 5,000 miles. Um, and I still remember, I don't remember what mile it was, but literally having to stop in my tracks because I was in so much pain. And what I know now, I didn't know then, um, was that it was, you know, like IT band stuff and it was like overuse and, oh, hey, by the way, had I done more training, I would have been prepared for it. Cause that's the other thing, like mentally, you know, I could be prepared to do anything tomorrow, but physically my body, my tissues, my muscles might not yet be ready ready. And so it's a lot easier to like do the smaller increments before doing a half marathon for your first race that you haven't quite, no, no, that you have not trained for whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't train for it. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say I'm a casual runner and I have done after that half marathon, I was like, Oh, let's try a 5k. That was fun. Um, and then I got talked into a 15k because there was chocolate involved. It was the hot chocolate. Hot chocolate yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that one too, I'm like, I'm tired. Also in San Francisco, don't sign up for races in San Francisco, yeah. all uphill. And I was like, I don't want chocolate. I'm just tired and it's cold. <laughs> um, so now again, casual runner. Um, but I like to be ready to run. You know, like I have a dog and sometimes just to like mess with her, we'll like run down the alley or whatever, um, or, you know, run up a trail and to be able to do that without 
wondering if my body's going to be able to do it or worrying that, oh yeah, but then I'm going to pay for it for like three weeks later. Like I, I don't have time for that, you know? Um, so my training nowadays comes with a purpose and that purpose is just to move. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we hit record of just this idea that, I mean, it's not even an idea. It's like fact, your body was designed to move. And even on a cellular level, like cells respond to movement. And if they're not getting that movement, they're just like, oh, no problem. Like use it or lose it is so real. Um, so that is like my motivation for training is that I train so that I can, you know, go to Costco and pick up the heavy stuff or, you know, just be independent. Even I'm five, one, I have tiny hands, even just being able to open a jar, like that's something that my training allows for from, you know, building grip strength and whatever. Um, so definitely more weights now and jump rope, um, and casual running. My dog wishes I ran way more, but I just like kettlebells more, but that's just me. But you know, I think understanding the why behind something as a curious person, and if you're familiar with uh, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, I'm a questioner. And so having it make sense to the why, now I'm like, oh, I get it. It just Mm -hmm. took me 30 years, no big deal. How do you think you made that mindset shift? It really was sort of, I I mean, honestly, that half marathon from hell um, was like the starting point of, hey, this hurts, like, why? You know, Um, because my degree is in exercise biology. So it's not like I hadn't read the books about how to deal with injuries from an athletic standpoint, Um, you know, like on a book, I could tell you everything. And even though like my body was literally the cheat sheet, there was like this disconnect from like book learning to physical, practical application. Um, and I'm the type of person like, I'll make a mistake once. I'm like, cool, let's not do that again. Um, so like the hip and IT band stuff, I was like, wondering, you know, why did this happen and how can I keep this from happening again? And so every injury I've had since then, which happens, like when you move your body, like accidents happen, things happen and you just, you know, I keep asking, well, how do I prevent this from happening again? Um, so one of the things that happened, I think it was after that, um, through the boot camp was I messed up my shoulders. Um, and if, (laughs) It's such a weird, I also do very weird injuries. Um, The tendon of my biceps muscle, I subluxed it. So basically it slid out of space and then went back and then just like kept doing that. Um, And so my shoulders, I couldn't get my Starbucks cup out of my coffee holder. And I was like, oh no, something's seriously wrong. That was the sign, you know? Um, And so then it was like, okay, so how do I injury proof my shoulders so that I can do anything and everything I want. And then that was that. Um, And then, you know, back injuries. I also, gosh, I was very busy in college. (laughs) Um, I threw out my back, which is super common, um, and I ignored it. And then at 19, I had sciatica. And I was like, this is a bummer, a massive bummer if ever you've had back pain. Um, And the physical therapy place I went to was so accustomed to working with patients who are like, 70 and not moving. And so, you know, I'm like, Hey, look, I'm 19. I I need a bicycle to get around. I am an active person. I'm working as an athletic trainer. Like I need to be better. Like yesterday, 
I think impatience has also been very helpful in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, you know, figuring out what is the next step. And if I can figure out how to injury proof my body so that I can move in all the ways that I want to without having to wonder, you know, other people can do that too. And it's totally true. Like, yes, I have a degree in exercise biology, but honestly, like, you know, your body better than anybody else. And that makes your experiences with the chiropractor, with the physical therapist, um, you know, even with an orthopedic surgeon, if you end up there, that you can have a better conversation, that it's not like one-sided. You know, as women, we go to, um, you know, take your car to the mechanic. I had somebody try to tell me that like my lug nuts were expanding. And I was like, really, that's so interesting. I didn't know metal could do that. How funny, right? But so often there's like this imbalance of power over the person with the knowledge and then you, and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, like the body isn't that complicated. You just have to know where to put your energy and like how to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so true. And I think even I, the mindset of being in tune with your body and it not just being this thing that you're using to go run a marathon or go run on the elliptical or whatever, but it's yeah. like, Oh, like the head and body like connection, like this. We oh, gotta, totally. We're together for the rest of this. <laughs> like we got to figure this shit out because there's no yeah. switching things off. Well, yeah. And, you know, from an injury standpoint, it's so much easier to deal with, you know, some tightness in your calves um, or, you know, stiff feet before it manifests as like plantar fasciitis. You know, it's so much easier to do the little bit of maintenance rather than waiting to be sidelined by an injury. It's like, again, who has time for that? I don't have time for that. And then also it's like, you don't have to push through the pain. I think sometimes people because it's so common to have pain. Um, and it's almost like a badge of honor, you know, like with not even just runners, like everybody, I do a lot of work in the strength and conditioning community and them too, like, woohoo, look, it's broken. I'm like, ah, um, you know, that life without pain is possible. And just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you have to have pain. It's not one and the same. That's yeah. I think the, the no pain, no gain message that that like people take the, take it literally, Um, so tell us more about this pain-free life because yeah, there's definitely been times where I think I've, I've struggled with runner's knee and there was like a time where I was like, oh, this is how it is. And then I was like, oh, strengthen, (laughs) strengthen Mm -hmm. your body. Like this doesn't, this isn't just how it is. You're not, I'm not 85 years old. This isn't just how it is. So tell us more about, yeah, pain-free life. For sure. Um, well, I, again, go back to a car cause most everybody drives a car, um, and they probably do regular maintenance on their car. Um, and when your car makes a weird noise, you go <gasps> and you go to the mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. And then in our bodies, there's so many opportunities to check out. Um, I think there's even like a smart water bottle now that will tell you like how often you have to drink mm-hmm. because we're incapable of like recognizing signs of thirst, which I'm just like, what? That's nuts. Um, so, you know, noises come up, feelings come up and we just kind of like write them off or we're like not even tuned into it because we don't know how to feel our bodies because we really, we spend so much time up in our heads, right? You know, reading, thinking, talking, doing all of that stuff, processing and not moving our body. Um, so part of being 
I mean, before we even get to the pain-free, I think it's just learning to listen to your body better um, through experience, mm. right? Through moving your body, through knowing what you're capable of because you've tried it and done it. Um, and then also having a toolbox of self-care things, whether it's mindset, like you mentioned, which is a huge piece of it. Cause the first thing is to even believe that being pain-free is possible, you know? Um, and then, you know, if something comes up, well, let me just open my imaginary toolbox here. And what tool am I going to take? Is it going to be the foam roller or am I going to try a more specific tool like, you know, a therapy ball, or am I going to do some stretching or am I going to take a yoga class or maybe tonight I'm just going to take a bath because I just need to like relax or whatever it is. And just to have that deep toolbox and then know how to use all the tools in it. Um, like that goes so far into helping you be pain-free every day. And you're so true or you're so right too about, um, strength a thousand percent. Like people are like, Oh, just stretch and stretch. I'm like, no, no, no. Like actually let's get you stronger because you can't sit at a desk all day and then go run six miles and then be fine. <laughs> like, I mean, for some of us, we can, because we're just, you know, built that way, but I feel like it always catches up with us at some point, you know? Yeah. And I think that too, like, like when you kind of, you were talking about like, Oh, I can go, like, I can just go run with my dog or whatever. But it's like, you're doing other things with your body. Like maybe running isn't like the specific thing that you're doing. Your body is up and moving. Like you're an active person, but someone that's just sitting at their desk that hasn't moved their body, isn't in tune, has kind of, you know, forgotten about these things because they're so they're working their nine to five and they're sitting on the train and whatever. Like we get lost in that connection with our body that you can't, like, you cannot pain-free just get up and go and do these things. So it's just a different world. It's like, we don't work in factories anymore. We're not, we're not at these labor intensive jobs. Yeah. But like, like, and I don't want to go back to that either, but like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sitting a lot. Yeah. But then we expect our body to just be able to do the thing. You know, um, I have a family friend, I think he's in his seventies and he's surfed his whole life. Um, he's just like a huge surfer. He loves it. And he's like, yeah, it's getting a little bit harder to like push up on the board now, but I think it's just cause I'm getting old. I'm like, mm, n- n- no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like frequency, how often you do something, which is why, you know, when you stop running or you stop working out, like the next time is so much harder. But then also there's like super basic things that we can do that like combat this high tech lifestyle, right? Our phones are getting lighter, laptops are getting smaller and lighter. We're spending more time on them. Um, something as simple as a pull-up bar in your doorway. I have one that I have to walk under every time to go to, you know, the kitchen or whatever. And just hanging, whether it's with both arms or one arm, is amazing for building up the strength of your hand and your wrist and your shoulder. And honestly, like that weird neck stuff that you might be feeling, or if you're like, oh, the shoulder thing keeps coming up, mm-hmm. like building the strength of hanging and being able to do that improves your posture and will probably help with that recurring neck thing that keeps happening. And it's so simple, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. It could just be, let me hang here for 10 seconds while I'm on the phone before I go into the kitchen, you know? How do you, so I like that idea and I've, um, have you, the, the book, the compound effect, and there's lots of business books out there that will talk about those small habits and mm-hmm. how those compound and then and then also there's like ripple effects, but even just that small habit. And when I was a kindergarten teacher, read 10 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night, you know, yeah. adding that up, that adds to like, how, you know, 60 minutes in three days, keep, you know, keep adding that up. Um, but people sometimes people are like, no, it's not an hour workout. Like I didn't go do, like I didn't do. I didn't that. sweat. didn't count. 
how do you help people make that mindset shift? Like I, like, I don't know how sometimes people are like, no, it's just not enough. Yeah. I think, I mean, I can't, I wish I could force them to because it'd make my job so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, I was working with a client with chronic pain who had had neck surgery, um, you know, like microdiscectomies and extra hardware and all of this stuff. Because um, the truth about surgery too is that for a lot of people, it doesn't resolve the pain because it is sort of like um, a dramatic fix, a quick fix, if you will. And it doesn't address, you know, what led you to that point in the first place. Um, so, you know, she had had the surgery, was still in pain, was doing literally everything, acupuncture, chiropractor, massage, all the things. Um, and then she's like, well, I'm not doing enough. And I was like, I'm literally tired listening to all of the things you do on a regular basis. And so I think that reframe of not just exercise, but expanding that circle to movement you know, so everything counts. Walking down the stairs to get something out of the car, like that counts. Um, squatting down to the floor to pick something up, like that counts. Like every little bit totally counts. Um, and when it comes to self-care too, you know, like 10 minutes matters and it can make a difference. Like the compound effect, like you're talking about. And I think we also like in certain categories, we accept it and we get it. Like I'm just thinking of, um, you know, like brushing your teeth two minutes yeah. twice a day is enough. And we're okay with that. Like, Oh no, 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 that's enough. And then I go to the dentist every six months and that's enough. It can be the same with your body, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit more than two minutes just to offset the 14 hours of sitting you do. Um, but that's one thing I talk about all the time with my clients is like the little things, whether it's, you know, touching overhead or going barefoot, or instead of just sitting on the couch and watching Shit's Creek, which if you haven't watched, you need to watch on Netflix. It's so good. But like get on the floor and roll out your upper back or do your, you know, straddle stretch or like whatever it is to just maximize your time, but then also just spend a little bit of time on the restorative stuff, you know? I like that a lot. Um, and I think it, so my husband got me an Apple watch right after I ran the marathon a couple, um, in 2017 and mm -hmm. I'm not big on using technology. Um, I just, I don't know, like apps, sometimes I'm just like, no, I have enough. Like I don't want this, but yeah. seeing my steps on there was so powerful for me because it was like, Oh, you know, it was just that mindset shift of, I don't always have to be running and training for a marathon. Like it's okay to give my body a break from running and putting so much stress, but like just walking, just mm -hmm. walking and then seeing it add up. And it was like, Oh wow. Like, and again, just talking about exercise as movement was such a huge mindset shift just from this little thing that's on my wrist. Like mm -hmm. so different, but it like, it adds up a lot. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, I love my Fitbit. And I think it's easy to sometimes become like a slave to it but just being mindful, like who cares if it's like super accurate, like at least I'm thinking about moving every single day, you know, which ultimately is more important, um, to give my body the chance to like, again, just like do what it was designed to do. You know, before we had cars, before we had, um, you know, Postmates and your food could show up at the door, you don't have to go anywhere. Like before all of that, like you would have to walk around and our genetics haven't quite caught up to how fast technology has advanced over even just like the last 10 years, you know? 
Yeah. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. It's nuts. I just ordered stuff from Target. I'm like, I need toilet paper. Like you don't have to do anything anymore. So I think that's also why we have to be more mindful of it because it's not happening in our like day to day because we've outsourced all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was reading something about people that live in the blue zones, which are people that live like the longest and like healthy lives. But they were talking about like a lot of them live, um, they walk, like they walk everywhere and they're just constantly moving, not necessarily exercising, but like going to markets or going, or like going up the stairs to their house. And it's just like all of this stuff that we don't do. We don't do Mm -mm. at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm grateful to live in a neighborhood, even though, you know, we're in the city, we are a mile or less from grocery stores. So I can walk to the grocery store and carry my stuff back, which is, you know, that's a workout in itself. I don't have to be sweaty, but you know, buy some orange juice and buy some flour. And then you're like, Oh my God, this is so heavy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. We can walk to restaurants and it's all super close. So I do try to walk as often as possible. But the other thing I want to mention, especially, you know, with running and anything high impact is it's so important to give your tissues the opportunity to recover, which really takes at a minimum 24 hours in between each bout. And so, you know, it, moving every day gives you the chance to run and then do something on your, you know, quote unquote rest day. That's not just sitting around doing nothing, you know, so that that movement is happening at different intensities all throughout your week rather than just, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, like just walking and that being my like active recovery and just mm-hmm. enjoying time with my husband or the dog. Mm-hmm. It's been, mm-hmm. um, and then just the, the mental piece, the mindset as well. Like, I think, I think what you just, oh, shoot, you just said something. Um, oh, I don't always have to be sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is huge. Cause it is so great to get a good sweat in. I love it. But then that, like, I don't always have to kill myself during a workout for it to like be a benefit. Like, and that's not even like the poorly phrased sentence, but like that idea of like, not everything has to be a CrossFit workout. Not everything has to be, you know, super intense, like that there's benefit in like, Hey, like different intensity levels. Oh, totally. I mean, and it's just like, if you want to be prepared for everything, you have to train and practice in all of those ways. And life doesn't happen at full out intensity 24 seven. And just to give your body an opportunity to recover, you know, when you couple in all of the stress that we get, not only from work stress, even if you're like, no, no, I'm not that stressed. Like, trust me, your body is stressed out. Um, and just giving literally your cells a chance to do the repair that they need to do. And when it comes to self-care training, any of that, honestly, like the best thing you can do is go to sleep. I've been reading this book called uh, why we sleep. Have you, are you familiar with it? Mm-hmm. No, it was, but I've been reading more about sleep in general and how sleep deprives people are and how that affects. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, and I love this book cause it's easy to understand. And he, I can't remember the author, but he, um, shares research studies and they did one where they kept people up Um, and I think it was after 19 hours, maybe even 16 hours, it was as if you've had two drinks as far as like response time and things like that. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I need to go take a nap like right now. And so if there's anything as far as self-care that you do right now is like 
go take a nap, go to bed because your brain, your body, your recovery, like everything depends on it. It's like, seriously, we should be napping right now. (laughs) It's like the book will scare you to sleep. Literally. I'm really glad you said that though, because I do think like there is this like, yes, you want to push yourself and challenge yourself and do hard things and all this stuff. But like self care really is like, we have to help our body along and how important sleep is like huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like top athletes, they're sleeping eight to 10 hours a night and sure they have the I don't want to say like grace. I mean, they, that's their job. They get to do it. But for the rest of us, like there's no badge for sleeping four hours a night. And no matter how much you've convinced yourself that you only get, you know, you only need five hours. No, 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 no. Like your body again, hasn't caught up to the insanity of what we put it through on a regular basis. And so if you are dealing with like pain and, you know, recurring injuries and things like that, like go take a nap. I think that will resolve a lot of problems. Just put me out of work. Just go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's not lazy to take a nap. It is uh, self-care <laughs> to take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about what you do. So do you work with clients in person and online as well? Or how does this work? Yeah, yeah. I do. I um and you know, you're a teacher too. There's nothing like being in a room with people, whether they're kindergartners or adults, you know, there's just like the whole group energy and the power that that creates. So I do online coaching, um, to help busy women get out of pain through self-care and wellness. Um, and we also do live events. So, um, I'm doing a retreat coming up soon in March, going to Mexico. Want to come? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I do weekend events, um, local for me here in LA for just, if you want to figure out like, you know, what should I be doing? Right. That's a big question. It's like, okay, I understand that I need to, you know, sleep more and do self care and like get my mindset right. But where do I start? And so that's one of the questions that I help people to answer is where to focus their self care energy so that they know what to do on a daily basis to maintain their body. They actually do it. Um, and it's done in a way where they understand the why. So it grows with them, right? Like I don't give people, here's, you know, your exercise program and like call me in six weeks, but I, like I teach people how to do it for themselves so that they can continue to build their programming and do, you know, whether they're running or then they decide they want to take a ballroom dancing or hike, like whatever it is to under, you know, understanding how to do it, then you can modulate it and change it for whatever you need. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And then I, one of the things I loved that you said, like you, you have like the expertise, you have the degrees, the certifications and everything, but it's like, we are the ones that are living in this body. And like, we can't like, Hey, Alex, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, have you micromanage our lives and right. our bodies? So that education component is so huge and important in what you do. I like that a lot. Yeah. And you don't need to memorize every muscle in the body. Although it always, oh my gosh, it brings me so much joy when someone's like, so I was rolling out that trapezius. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's it. That's the one. And then, I mean, just also like how empowering it is to know a little bit about your body because it's something that we're literally dragging around all the time and we have no idea how it works or like what happens, whether it's, you know, we're talking about from a food standpoint or a movement standpoint, we're like, what is this thing attached to me and how does it work? No clue. And it's so crazy. Like, I think for me coming from 
like the public education of like what we teach in schools. And then like, I love teaching and I like pursued other degree, you know, like other things and like what we're taught in school and what we need to actually be like a productive citizen in the world. And like, in order to like do well at your job, you have to take care of yourself. But it's like, when do we get taught these things? Never. Or if you're forced to through an injury, right? And even like on an airplane, they always say, you know, put your oxygen mask on first and then you can help everybody else. Like what good are we to serve others, whether it's, you know, taking care of our family or showing up for the people, you know, we work for whatever, if like we're run down and broken and, you know, hurting because pain, whether it's on a physical level or even like an emotional level, like it affects everything. And it doesn't have to be like, you can be in control of your body. It doesn't have to feel like you're at the mercy of whatever this, you know, meat suit wants to do tomorrow. Like you completely have a say in how tomorrow will be. And they don't teach you that in school at all. No, they teach, I mean, you'll, you'll figure it out if an injury forces you to, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I think even still, like if there is someone that is in pain listening to this, that like knowing, okay, this happened, but there's these next steps, like this isn't the end of it. So sometimes that's just helpful to hear like, okay, like they've been through pain before and they're working through it and like figuring that stuff out. So Mm -hmm. if Um, so it's the beginning of the year. A lot of people are going to start some sort of workout routine. Maybe they find a new you. you, Yeah. New new you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no pain, no gain. But so they might find a a plan on the internet and they try it and they're like, Oh crap. Now I'm hurt. Or, you know, I just don't know what to do. What, what are some like easy things that you, easy go-to things that you might say someone if they weren't working with a coach um, one-on-one yet, or just, there's some things that you may help someone with um, that's dealing with pain right now. Be a runner. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, runners specifically, I would say invest in some massage equipment, whether it's a foam roller or I'm a huge fan of smaller therapy balls um, of the soft variety. So, you know, like a tennis ball um, versus a lacrosse ball, just because your body is sensitive and lacrosse balls are really, really super hard. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Cause I, so sorry, I had to put in, but like we, um, I have my, actually I forgot to bring my foam roller on this road trip and I'm like kicking myself about it. And then I was like, maybe I should get one of those balls because they're, um, smaller and easier to transport. But I was like, Oh yeah, I went to CrossFit a couple of years ago and they gave us the cross balls, Mm -hmm. but you're saying use the tennis balls. So lacrosse balls are cheap and easy. And as much as I love Kelly Starrett, who is like the founder of Mobility Wad, and he was like, lacrosse balls, everybody. I'm like, Kelly, come on. Like even people who don't even know who he is are like still picking up lacrosse balls. Um, But when it comes to massage, sort of like this idea of no pain, no gain, it doesn't have to hurt to work. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you are creating more pain and more discomfort with your self-care, it's probably not doing what you think it's doing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to massage, it's more of a conversation with your brain and your nervous system to get them to relax than it is to actually change the length of the muscle. 
right? That's what we, I mean, common knowledge is like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm blasting my fascia or I'm like actually lengthening muscle. And the research studies that have been done on that have been done on rats and they've used, you know, um, pressure and forces that are so much more than you could ever do to yourself on a foam roller or a lacrosse ball. These poor little rats, but thank you, science. <laughs> um, so what really is happening is you are trying to get its touch right? To get your nervous system to relax so that that muscle can get some, you know, better hydration. It can get nutrients in garbage out, but also so that your brain can relax that area. So when you go in with a super hard tool, it's like trying to cut your fingernails with a chainsaw. Yes, it can do it, but it's probably not the best tool. It's a little bit aggressive, you know? And so, um, you know, tennis balls or even um, any kind of like squishy ball. And actually one of my favorites is an inflated ball that is like super easy. It's not super intense, but it's still getting hydration, moving fluids through and helping with the nervous system and movement. So I don't know lacrosse balls. <laughs> That's where I'm on my tombstone. <laughs> Yeah. It's just, it's, it's also, it's like that no pain, no gain. We're like, if I'm not suffering, this isn't worth it. And that's just like, it's not true. I mean, come on, like even brushing your teeth, that shouldn't be painful. And when it is, we're like, oh no, I should do something about it. But for some reason, everything outside the body, we say, oh no, 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 it must be intense and painful or it's a waste of time. And that's just not true. That's so true. I used to use the hard toothbrush and I went to the dentist and they're like, do you see how this is ruining your gums? You need to use the soft toothbrush. And I was like, oh, I, I was like, no, I, I thought I was supposed to be doing that. I'm like, no, you have to take care of it. Like that's not taking, and, but it is so true that I think that a lot of times we're just outside of our body and thinking we have to do stuff to ourselves instead mm -hmm. of for ourselves. And it's just like, like a little mindset shift. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. So, okay, cool. Um, any other tips that you have for people that might be in pain as they're starting out the new year? Um, you know, I think the biggest one too, for running, cause every time I talk to people is plantar fasciitis, foot pain kind of stuff. So yeah. like get that soft, squishy tennis ball and roll it underneath your bare foot. Wow. And that's going to do amazing, amazing things. Um, and I do have a ton of, um, videos too on YouTube. If Wonderful. you just search AE wellness, um, foot and ankle pain, knee pain, low back, like whatever it is with simple tools that you have around the house. Um, because there is so much that you can do to maintain your body now rather than waiting for the tires to fall off. And then you're like, Oh shoot, what do I do now? You know? Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that you make it like a simple approachable thing because when it is this big thing, Oh, I got to go, you know, I got to go to this and I got to get all these different tools, but like, if, Oh, I can, I can buy a dollar tennis ball. and do Yeah. This yeah. Well, and I mean, that's one of the cool things about online coaching. If I don't have to put special clothes on and get in the car and drive to the gym and do the thing, like I'm, that's too much work. I'd rather just have it at my fingertips on my phone, you know, with like YouTube stuff so that you can actually do it. Cause all the tools in the world won't matter if you're not using them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not an education piece. It's a do it, like <laughs> yeah. do the thing that, yeah. A hundred percent. Wonderful. Okay, cool. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you? You have a lot of different spaces. I know. There's so <laughs> many spaces. Um, you can find me at my website, aewellness.com. Um, there's free classes. It links to my YouTube channel there as well. Um, and then also I love Instagram. Um, and my uh, handle is, I was just talking about it with somebody today, but it's Hala Formala. That's H-O-L-L-A-F-O-R-M-A-L-A. 
Um, and I just, I don't want to get rid of that because it's so fun. Cause every time I write it, I go, holla for Mala. <laughs> I like that. I was talking to a friend about, um, anxiety before opening my email. And she's like, you got to make it fun. Like you have to make it yeah. fun. So that's like a fun way to open up. Like, Ooh, what's on Ooh, here? What's in here? <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. I'm so glad that we could have you on at the beginning of the year. Cause I know a lot of people are going to get started in things and you know, we just want it to be a pain for year. And if they are yeah. in pain, to have the resources of what to do. So totally. And one last thing I'll just yeah. mention quickly is if you do, um, or are experiencing it band pain, I do oh, yeah. have a quick it band guide with some therapy ball stuff and easy things that you can do to resolve that. Um, and that's at aewellness.com slash it band. Perfect. I literally had someone just contact me so I can give them your yeah. videos to see. It's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Hey, Jacqueline again. So if you've been following me on Instagram or Facebook for a while, you know my whole nutrition philosophy is called imperfect eating. This is for anyone who has done a restrictive diet like Whole30, keto, or clean eating, where they just felt super obsessed with food in a really unhealthy way. One thing that I help my clients do is see that the things that we've tried in the past are not complete failures. One of the best things about eating healthy and doing a diet is maybe the increase in vegetables um, that we eat, which you do when you're doing Whole30, keto, or clean eating. It's just that all the restriction that comes in with those diets, we don't need those in our life. So that's why my Imperfect Eating Program, um, the first thing that we do is add plants onto our plate, the very first thing, which is why I want to tell you about this amazing service that I've been using the last few months. Imperfect Produce delivers produce right to your home so you can eat more plants with each of your meals. I especially love them because they find a home for all of the ugly carrots, the tiny avocados, and blemished peppers that grocery stores will not sell. They support farmers by buying produce that would otherwise be composted. And when you purchase from Imperfect Produce, you are helping to reduce food waste. My box is being delivered this Wednesday, and I have my pick of sweet potatoes because, you know, us runners, we need those carbs. And I'm also trying out some mango oranges, which I've never seen in a store before, and that's one of the fun things, trying out new things that I wouldn't otherwise buy. Definitely check out my Instagram to see what else I make this week. You can get $10 off your first delivery by using the code I have for you in the show notes. When you make your imperfect eating meal of plants, protein in a little process, be sure to use the hashtag imperfect eating so I can find you and celebrate your awesome meal. Ooh, I cannot wait to get to my box this week. Take care guys.